Chadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. Yeah, you're very welcome to Talk Sport on Sunday the 15th of November. Well, yesterday saw Kilkenny capture their 72nd Leinster Senior Hurling title and a first in four years in a highly entertaining game in Croke Park with a two-point victory over Galway. Match reports, interviews and plenty of discussion coming up on that game shortly. Well, in this afternoon's other provincial final down Munster Way, Limerick underwent a stern test from Waterford before winning in the end by four points. Yesterday, Tipperary found their mojo in an impressive second-half performance to steamroll Cork and move into next Saturday's quarter-final. Well, earlier yesterday afternoon in Port Leash, a Tony Kelly-inspired Clare scored a comprehensive win over an out-of-sorts Wexford. Well, David Fitzgerald is not yet indicated if his trips to the southeast are over, but two heavy defeats in recent weeks will have left both Davy and Wexford shattered after a year where both had high expectations. We will chat about all those three games later and the Kilkenny game, of course, with our panel of experts who are dotted around the county and who are part of the team here at Community Radio Kilkenny City. And all of this means that tomorrow morning's uh, in the Morning Ireland studio on RT, two balls will be available for the draw. One will have Tipperary and Clare, the other Galway and Waterford. The draw will see two mouth-rottering clashes next weekend to decide Kilkenny's and Limerick's opponents in the All-Ireland semi-final. That Kilkenny semi-final will be played in Croke Park on Saturday the 28th of November at 6 o'clock with the Limerick semi-final taking place the following day in Croke Park at 4 o'clock. While the result of the two All-Ireland Camogie quarterfinals in Cork yesterday mean that Kilkenny will face Cork. There was a draw afterwards actually. Uh, they defeated Clare yesterday and reigning All-Ireland champions uh, Galway will be face tip will face Tipperary who defeated Watford yesterday. Those two semi-finals will be played in Porky Keeve on Saturday the 28th of November and we don't have the starting times yet. Although the Kilkenny game is on the same day as the Hurling semi-final the times will not clash as both will be on RTE and the two Camogie games will be played in the afternoon with the Hurling game on later in the evening. Well, in the big football games today, Mayo had a point to spare over Galway in the Connacht final. We'll talk to Barry Henriques about that later. Cavan also had a point to spare over Down in the Ulster semi-final. While in Croke Park, the Leinster semi-final doubled this afternoon. Meat kept up their impressive goal-scoring rate, hitting five to defeat Meat. That's 12 in two games. But the next day, they're up again, the Dubs, who cruise to an easy victory over Leash this afternoon. And we better mention the shock of the weekend. In the 1989, I think it was, Patrice, you'll correct me, Offaly suffered a surprising defeat to Antrim in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling semi-final. Well, yesterday in Newry, another Ulster opponent, this time down, inflicted a shock defeat on Offaly in the semi-final of the Christie Ring Cup. That was a game Offaly were heavily favoured to win, but they are now part of an unwanted piece of history when they become the first side to lose an inter-county championship game on penalties. 3-2 in this case against Down and I know Pat Tracy has many views on that penalty shootout and knocking teams out of the championship well in soccer it's an important evening for Ireland to take in Wales in the UEFA National League the game is into the second half and the score is still deal all uh, just after starting the second half uh, between Ireland and Wales a sad day for Liverpool and sports fans with the death of farming goalkeeping great Ray Clements at the age of 72 well in under 21 action this afternoon Ireland lost to Iceland with the visitors scoring a late goal to win that game we'll talk to Liam Kelly O'Rourke 
later in the programme to give us a summation of that game from Cardiff and any other results and he might just tell us how that golf is going on in America as well well in motorsport Lewis Hamilton he equaled Michael Schumacher's record of seven world championships with yet another impressive victory this time in the Turkish Grand Prix the Masters as I said Liam Kelly Rook will keep us in touch with that and Dustin Johnson led going into today's final round and he was leading up to some time ago and today's racing is in Punchestown and we'll be talking to our man Bear Scott there shortly but for now let's have a rundown on what happened yesterday evening in Croke Park between Kilkenny and Galway Leinster Senior Hurling Final Kilkenny 220 Galway 24 pints Kilkenny bridged a four year gap to recapture the Leinster Senior Hurling title in Croke Park yesterday evening with victory bringing the Northsiders their 72nd title and the 16th of Brian Cody's reign as team manager Galway's demolition of Wexford in their semi-final made the Westerners favourites for the title but as the news filtered through during the afternoon of the Model County's emphatic loss at the hands of Clare in Port Leash, we were made to reassess our opinions of Galway's semi-final victory over Wexford. Kilkenny had wind advantage in the opening half, but it was Galway who made the better start with early points from Johnny Cohen and the Joe Canning free. Kilkenny were on the scoreboard after four minutes when TJ Reid pointed the first of six first-half points. Galway's lack of discipline in defence proved costly in the opening half, and with a free-taker of TJ Reid's calibre taking the freeze, every indiscretion was punished with a white flag. Cahill Mannion grabbed another point for Galway and almost immediately his marker ran on to a Killian Buckley pass to point at the other end of the field for Kilkenny. The first threat of a goal came from Galway as Conor Whelan broke down an own Murphy's goal. Brilliant defending from Conor Delaney dispossessed Whelan but the Galway attacker regained possession to score a point. While Whelan was a threat all through the game, he was well marshalled by a variety of Kilkenny defenders. But his decision-making was poor at times, and he might have opted to shoot for pints far more during the game. Cahal Mannion has long been a key player for Galway, but he never looked comfortable at centre-half forward yesterday and was well held by Padraig Walsh. Like his colleague Conor Whelan, he too seemed a bit reluctant to shoot for points, opting instead to play the ball to a colleague who was hardly in a better scoring position. Up to the first water break, it became a shoot between the free-takers TJ Reid and Joe Canning, leaving the sides level at 7 each at that stage. The tempo grew in the second quarter, as did the quality of the game. Having to face the breeze in the second half, it was felt that Kilkenny needed to be a couple of points ahead at the interval. Galway made a better start to that second quarter with a brace of points from Joe Canning and Joseph Cooney, the latter when he moved swiftly from defence to collect a cleverly struck Canning line ball. Kilkenny's younger players, some playing in their first Leinster senior hurling final, were growing in confidence as the game progressed. Points from Martin Keown and Owen Cody were key scores for the Cats and good responses to earlier points from Joe Canning of Free and Conor Whelan. It did look as if a John Donnelly point and the stroke of half-time would see the sides level at the break, only for Joe Canning to hit a delightful point from the wing to see the Westerners ahead 13 points at 12 at half-time. Straight from the throw-in, the Kilkenny attack brought a free which TJ Reid pointed. But overall, the third quarter was a profitable period for Galway as they outscored Kilkenny 5 points to 2. Kilkenny needed a lift and they got that when Richie Hogan was introduced. He was busy and energetic and along with TJ Reid, he caused pandemonium in the Galway defence every time he got hold of the ball. The introduction of Liam Blanchfield towards the end of the third quarter was also an astute move by the Kilkenny mentors with the Brennan Bridgeman heavily involved for the remainder of the game. Galway held a four-point lead entering the fourth quarter and Brian Cancanon pushed that out of five on the resumption. The pendulum was swinging westward at that stage but gradually the influence of the Kilkenny subs was growing. It started with Liam Blanchfield pointing after being set up by Richie Hogan and although Jason Flynn pointed from the wing for Galway, the winners were looking far more threatening in attack. Galway's five-point lead was gone in a minute with a brace of Kilkenny goals. The Galway defence and goalie made a right hash of a clearance to allow Richie Hogan score the first. The Dane sportman still had plenty to do when he got possession and he was facing out the field. But despite this, Hogan knew the Galway goalie was off his line and he cutely tapped the ball over his head into an empty net. 
straight from the puck out Kilkenny gained possession and when a low ball was collected by TJ Reid he rounded Dahi Burke to score those goals prompted Galway to introduce former All-Star David Burke and he played very well leaving us wondering why he was not introduced earlier Galway responded well to those brace of Kilkenny goals with two points from Joe Canning one a free and another from David Burke to restore their lead the effort from Kilkenny towards the finish was superb and it needed to be Richie Hogan and TJ Reid continued to trouble the Galway defence and one effort from Hogan which went over the bar almost brought a goal Forder Kilkenny Pines from Conor Brown, Martin Keown and a second from Richie Hogan saw Kilkenny get a deserved win at the finish. Earlier, Joe Canning had a 20-metre free for Galway and rather strangely opted to go for goal, which was well saved by the Kilkenny defence. There was much to admire about the Kilkenny play and especially the performance of the younger crop of players. But in the end, it was two of the more mature lads, Richie Hogan and TJ Reid, who sealed the 72nd title for the Northsiders. It's back to Croke Park on Saturday week for the All-Ireland semi-final against as yet unknown opponents. Final score from Croke Park, Kenny 220, Galway 24 points. Well, after the game, I caught up with uh, Brian Cody. Now, there's a bit of a buzzing in the background, and what that was wasn't my uh, recorder. It was there was a load of lawnmowers already out on the field as soon as the teams walked off it. So, there was a bit of an apology before we actually started to interview Brian from one of the Croke Park staff. But so, apologies, hopefully, it didn't, uh, it won't take from your enjoyment of hearing what Brian had to say. Brian, you'll be absolutely delighted with that because some great heart there shown by Kilkenny and the younger players especially. Yeah, look, I mean, absolutely, of course we're delighted. There's no doubt about that, Nicky. Um, you know, I suppose several, a few times during the game, it may have looked as if it was going away from us and everything else, but there was never a huge amount in the game. I mean, hurling is hurling and leads, four or five point leads, are not going to ever crucify a team provided, like you said, the attitude is good and you stay, you stay going, stay going. And we created chances. And we got we got goals, you know, vital times, and got some very very good scores. But again, like the defending all over the field was top class as well, you know. And it was just a huge. It wasn't just a team effort; it was a whole complete panel effort. And you know, players coming off the bench did a great job. Right, I mean, it was a kind of a display that I would be very very satisfied with. There's no doubt about that. Talked about the younger players, but we can't forget some of the more mature players, like Richie Hogan, was very influential in that result. I know Richie was very very influential. There's no doubt about that when he came in. You know, I mean, you're talking about a real experience, and you know, a player who's been given great service over the years for certain, and it's terrific. That I mean, Richie has had a, an uninterrupted kind of a year from injury. I suppose he's one of the players in the country who has benefited from the lack of competitive games over the year because you know he's had a free run to get to get injury free and out, and he, he definitely made he contributed really really powerfully when he came on. You had to make a, quite a number of substitutions today. Was the please you know that when you were making substitutions, it was improving the team all the time. I mean that's that's what substitutes substitutes are for. You know, I mean if you bring in a player, it's so it's all possibly make an impact, make a difference. I think it's fair to say they did that. Richie did well in there, but that combination of him and TJ when TJ moved in inside line gave you something a bit different there, didn't it? Yeah, no, they, they seem to um, certainly create better space there and that, I suppose. But look at I mean, it's it's the, everybody. The players who came off had worked really hard as well. It's not a question of you know some that's not doing their job. I mean, the panel is there for to be used and everything else, and you know it doesn't go brilliantly for everybody ever, ever you know. But the fellas who who fought, who kept going and did all they could while they were there were equally as important. All the more satisfying when there's you know a few years without a Leinster title to win it again. Now you're 16th, all the sweeter, is it? I look, I mean, it's, it's this year's Leinster final. Um, it is absolutely, of course, a sweet. You know, a lot of the players there probably. I mean, the first Leinster final, which. 
which does, does matter, matter very, very much. And now for all the lads, it's a huge, it's a Berlinser champions, that matters. Do you think Richie had a bit of extra motivation today, given how the final ended for him last year? No, I mean, Richie Hogan has been hurling for years, you know, at the top level. And every day he goes out, he goes out to perform. I mean, was it disappointing last year? Of course it was disappointing last year. But, I mean, he, you can't carry that with you forever either. He went out to perform as well as he possibly could for the team, and he did that. We asked you about Richie last year, or in years gone by, you preface almost every answer with what he's going through with his, his back and his injury and all that sort of stuff like has the has it cleared everything up or is it, is it just that that he, he got a break he got a break you know the body got a break I, I, I firmly believe and I would have said that to him as well because I mean he's a player he doesn't hold back when he's injured you know he won't just lie down for a even a, a, a serious enough injury he'll keep going he's a fighter so I mean he has he hasn't minded the body from the point of view of sitting back when he's injured I can't play he's not like that he always wants to play and definitely he's moving freely Richie Lahey was uh, came off there with an injury so we saw him coming up there a bit you don't know how, it, how is it? it's a hamstring um, we're hopeful that uh, Richie was very very good you know Richie is one of these players who has you know he's picked up hamstring injuries over the years and that a young player but like we'll see how it goes or physios or top class so we'll be We'll be ho- hoping, certainly hoping that Richie is available for, for the semi-final. Yeah, and a little bit of a break now, which I'm sure you're glad of, Brian, because it gives you a chance to assess, get the players back in again during the week and assess what's coming up in the semi-final, which obviously you won't know who you'll be playing for a time yet. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, the alternative is go and play the quarter-final next weekend. Like, and that's, a, that's, that's, that's very, very... It's tough going, obviously, but I mean, that's reality for it. And if we were in that position, we had to do it. Of course we do it. But it does give the bodies a chance to recover. We can recover and get a couple of... Um, Sessions in as well. Yeah, well, that was Brian Cody. This is what uh, the very disappointed Galway manager Shane O'Neill had to say. Um, I'm not sure about shock, but obviously extremely disappointed. You know that we didn't win uh, five points up, and then the uh, two quick goals which Kilkenny got. But the reaction from the lads was fantastic. Then after going a point down with those two quick goals in a minute, I think we went two points up. Then after that, so from from our perspective, we would have been delighted with that reaction. And after that, then it was kind of tit for tat, and uh, we were unfortunate with a, with a few attempts. We disappointed Sh- uh, Shane, but there was a chance for Joe to go for a point there from that 21-yard free. Why did he go for the goal? Uh, well, Joe is um, freedom with the freeze to do whatever he wants to do. You know, if to go in, it's a great call. If it's saved, maybe it's not such um, a good call. But um, he has that freedom to do that. You know, so um. when Richie Hogan came on, there seemed to be a bit of the Galway defence were looking around to see what they were doing. TJ Reid was moving around half forward, full forward. They seemed to be a bit slow to pick up the movement of some of the Kilkenny players at that stage when Richie Hogan came on. It was more probably just uh, Richie brought something different to uh, the full forward line to what was actually happening, and uh, but. Uh, it was just that small spell there really with the uh, two two very quick goals um, and that's just something we have to look at. How did you see the man Kilkenny come back there? Yeah, Kilkenny or Kilkenny, you know, um, will 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 never be gone. You know, we were five up, um, and then uh, in fairness, as I said, those two quick goals. But um, they they always have that danger. But uh, uh, we're just disappointed that um, we didn't come out of victory today. You kept it tight for 55 minutes, Shane. Then you let in a goal, then another one straight away, and almost a third. What 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 happened there? Not too sure. We'll have to look back in this. But um, as as I say, like even though the two goals went in, the reaction from the lads was very good to actually go two points up. Then again so um, and it was after that then again we, we'll have to look at what happened there then as well and it's just it's something we'll go through during the week time to feel sorry for yourself here how easy will it be to get back up for the next match now well I suppose we have to look at it in that um, that's the Leinster Championship as a competition finish now uh, we're now in the All-Ireland quarter final so it's 
a different competition we're out next week it's about recovery both physically and mentally and, and uh, the draw will be made on Monday I believe so and, and uh, just see who the opposition is and hopefully get cracking again next weekend you felt a lot right in that game didn't you mate? it was great aggression from the forwards without the ball a few big turnovers and until those two goals I mean it was a fairly, fairly spot on performance yeah we would have been uh, relatively um, satisfied but obviously as a management you're always looking and you're always looking for more and more and more and um, but uh, overall there is a lot to work on this week um, obviously so um, we'll, we'll just have to review the match itself um, have a chat with the boys and um, have a crack at next weekend as I say Chadwick's Kilkenny supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM Yes, you're welcome back. Uh, Pat Tracy in the studio with me and Kieran Madoni on the line. Pat, ask you first, uh, you were on uh, discussing the game yesterday as we talked it through from Croke Park with uh, Barry and Anouk. The, the lads were on the phone at various stages. In the cold light of a day later, how are you summing up the game? Yeah, well, uh, when Kilkenny were five points down, you know, they were in a, a, a precarious position and they hadn't scored for uh, 13 or 14 minutes and uh, Liam Blanche then got a point, a much needed point. And uh, just... I looked looked back on it last night and Richie Hogan coming on just transformed the if you like that bit of potency in the in the full forward line and all of a sudden uh, it gave TJ Reid a bit of room as well you know so uh, I think there was something like four goal chances created like after he, after he came on so it was uh, you know Kilkenny did awful well to hang in and worked hard and all the rest and, and got the goals and uh, really those two goals and in fairness to, to Galway they reacted fierce well and scored three points and uh, the game was there in the melting pot but in the last ten minutes if you like Kilkenny outscored them five points to one they just got got going now having said that Joe Canning hit a post and there was a few you know it wasn't all just Absolutely. picking off points and Galway yeah. not being there uh, Kiran, in terms of the uh, one of the most pleasing factors I would have said from last night's game was the manner in which the younger players thundered into the game and, and all came out with their reputations enhanced uh, they did for sure Nicky you know the, the lads with little experience uh, it, it was ropey enough in the first half at times but I thought the likes of Conor Delaney Tommy Welsh Conor Brown and then the few lads that came in as well I thought they thundered into the second half and they were brilliant in fairness to them and of course then when you're led by lads like Killian Buckley having his best game for a while Parig Welsh man of the match when you get that kind of stuff and of course Richie and TJ then up front finishing it fairly well for us when you, when you mix that you know that mixture of experience and the, the young lads bringing what they bring to the game it's a good mix and we're in a good position Yeah I was talking now to some of the guys the crew from Galway the, me, the media crew from Galway and uh, they would have agreed with me at half time there was a touch of arrogance about Galway's play I thought in the sense that they had some opportunities for points namely Cahill, um, Cahill Mannion and um, um, Conor Whelan in particular in the first half and they just took that little bit out of the ball maybe they were hitting it low into an inside player when a point was there for the take and I don't know did, did that cross your mind? Uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, but the big one about the point there for the second was Joe Henning's free, I thought. Now, I wouldn't give out to a lad for going for a goal in that situation, but at that particular time, I think he just had to get the point and keep the whole thing going. You're right about a couple of those incidents, and it's unlike Conor Whelan, because normally when he gets the ball, he sticks it over the bar from anywhere and everywhere. Um, maybe it's just what they're planning, they're, they're, they're coached into trying to get the ball inside more so. Um, I, I don't really know to tell you the truth but I did notice it as well as you maybe they were trying to work a goal or two as well because you do need a goal or two to win games these days and uh, perhaps that's what they were at but it was a bit striking because the mice can score points no problem 
you'd be wondering why they didn't do it. Well, that was my 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 query. But Pat just alluded to there a minute ago when Richie Hogan came on himself and Richie Richie and um, T.J. Reid. Uh, the Galway the Galway defence seemed to be a little bit mesmerised. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know what to do. There were there a lot of confusion arose in the defence, and even with their goalie who was reasonably assured early on, he got confused as well. And the presence of those two guys whenever they got the ball did cause a level of pandemonium in the Galway defence. I sure did, of course. But Shaniki, like these are two of the best hurlers we've we've ever seen, really. And Kilkenny hurlers of the year in what was it, twenty fifteen and sixteen? They're brilliant, or fourteen and fifteen, I think it was. But they're brilliant hurlers. And Richie has that little bit of development about him that uh, some other players don't have. And you just don't know what to expect. Like the hand pass for Martin Keown's goal, the hand pass for Lean Blanchfield's point, the goal he scored himself is one of the best goals I've ever seen. He probably should have had another. He had an easier chance that he hit over the bar it was unlike him not to just hit it in along the ground but when when he was there it meant that TJ then had a he had a kind of an ally to work with and a bit of space to work with as well because Richie was occupying the minds of so many Galway backs and then out the field of course the lad saw well hang on now we have a lad in here who's going to cause a bit of havoc so we'll hit him in the ball and then that creates space for everyone else but you know the whole game turned on Richie Hogan coming on Pat's right he was involved in four goal scoring chances two of which ended up in the back of the net you know and the other two could have on any other day as well uh, I thought Niall Brazel did very well when he came on too as did Alan Murphy you know we got good we got good old traction from the subs last night and you do need that you look at Limerick today they, they did the usual to bring on three or four forwards and they get a couple of points each we, we need that we probably haven't had it over the years but by God we certainly got it last night yeah I'm one question one thing I meant to ask um, Shane O'Neill last night that I forgot was the introduction of David Burke why he didn't start because he certainly looked uh, looked far superior to some of the players when he came on uh, he did, yeah. You would be wondering why he didn't start. Although, I will say, sometimes when a lad comes on, he does very well. And then you say, right, well, we'll start him the next day. And he doesn't do so well starting. So they obviously had the reasons. They picked the team on merit and what they thought was their best 15. But, you know, he was very good when he came on. And you just wonder what it would have been like if he had started. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pat, your view of Galway yesterday, I mean, you did say, to be fair, they did react well to the Kilkenny two goals, uh, but Kilkenny came good in the end. Uh, what will that do them going into next week's quarterfinals where they will obviously play uh, Tipperary or Clare? Um, look, their performance was decent. They faded out in the last 10 minutes. That's the that's the thing that'll, that'll bother them a bit. Um, to his point for point all through, I, I thought the, the, they never got the real fluency uh, from midfield up, uh, you know, from from uh, uh, enough of their forwards, put it that way. And and that goes down a lot to Kilkenny's hard work and defence and uh, where I, I thought Conor Delaney was excellent all through. And, uh, you know, the work, and the work rate of the, the Kilkenny midfield. I just think uh, Galway, you know, they went in as favourites, mightn't suit them too well, but uh, they're they're still a very good team and uh, I think they won't have too much trouble regrouping. Uh, Kiran, before I talk to you about today's match then, uh, Kilkenny going in now to the semi-final uh, were in decent shape, but obviously Richie Lahey remains a big doubt with that hamstring injury. Yeah, unfortunate for Richie. He's, he's had an awful time with injuries and God, he put in some shift last night in fairness. And we're, we normally look at Richie going off on solar runs and sticking balls over the bar from anywhere and everywhere. But there was a different side to him last night. He was in the middle of it, tumbling at the thunder. I thought he was excellent there. Won an awful lot of ball. Um, you know, but we are actually, look, you, you'll pick up injuries as you go along and it's unfortunate. You'll seldom be picking from a full deck, you know. But uh, I think we're in a good position now. One or two of the more established forwards 
will be seriously worried about whether they'll keep their place or not. We got good impact from the bench. The youngsters are playing well, uh, and I think the I think the management are a good in a good position. And a couple of training matches that will be played between this and the semi final will be keenly contested because there are places up for grabs there. Okay, well, look, uh, Wales have just scored against Ireland in uh, in Cardiff. A bit of sleepiness in the, uh, a bit of static in the uh, in the in the Irish defence. A little bit like Galway last night when uh, Richie Hogan got the goal. They were a little bit static as well. Kieran, give no us your views. Ireland scoring, no. What's that? <laughs> No, no danger of Ireland. Well, they're scoring, not going no. to score at the moment anyway. It's 1-0 to Wales. But uh, Liam Kelly Rook will give us his thoughts later in the programme. We better move along. Uh, today, Limerick, Galway, Waterford stuck with them well, but in the end, maybe a combination of uh, harder people used to the harder road and the bench. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned it there earlier on. And Limerick do this, and it's very designed, very deliberate. They bring on the likes of Adrian Breen, Seamus Flanagan, uh, Pat Ryan, the, the finishers, as Jim Gavin calls them. Uh, they bring them on and, and they do a really good job. And then, you know, contrast that with getting 50, 55 minutes out of the likes of uh, Peter Casey and Graham Mulcahy, who are good holders in their own right. Uh, they're in a very strong position. I think Watford showed today, no more than we did in the in the semi-final last year, they showed today what Limerick don't like. And that's, you've got to really get in their faces out around that middle third, disrupt those nice little patterns that they try to weave with the good ball into the forward and if you can do that you've got Limerick to the pin of their collar what Waterford were short today they were just short a little bit of class up front um, they, you know, they did everything and anything to get it back to 18 points all but they never looked like getting a goal and they never looked like going 2 or 3 points up and, and that's probably what undone them in the, in the finish a fantastic performance from Waterford and it took Limerick to you know took a really good performance from Limerick to beat them but uh, Waterford just short that little bit of you know they couldn't bring on a Ritchie who could score one two sure. they couldn't do that and a couple of a couple of their forwards hard and all as they worked a few chances few easy chances fell to them and they missed them missed a couple of frees as well and that can't happen in a big big game but you know it's been a much improved year from Watford and whoever they draw in the quarter final tomorrow whether it's Tip or Clare you know they'll get my right match I, I certainly wouldn't be writing Watford off just yet Absolutely look Kieran we'll let you go because we'll be do, doing all this again tomorrow evening on the TC Hurst World of Gaelic Games thank you for talking to us Kieran I was Kieran Maldowney we'll talk to him again tomorrow evening Pat before I take a break and, and we'll have Kieran Ari on after break your, your just a quick observations on today's game and we'll probably talk about it further anyway uh, yeah, Limerick, uh, Limerick and Wasford. I thought Limerick were uh, kind of in third gear all along. I thought Wasford um, up the tempo in the third quarter, outscored them six points to three. The water break came, and then uh, Limerick came out and and matched Wasford for the intensity and had the had the ability then to to see at home. Um, I think uh, you know Limerick will be delighted to get through to an All Ireland semi final, and they have plenty to work on as well. Uh, a good day out for Watford might take a, a bit out of maybe alright going into next weekend but uh, Watford uh, definitely a big step forward yeah okay look we'll take a break we'll be back and we'll chat about um, Wexford and Clare with Kieran Erie when we come back Community Radio Kilkenny City keeping you company on 88.7 FM Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM Yes, you're very welcome back to TalkSport. The time is flying here now. We're going to now cover the uh, Wexford and Clare game. Now, Kieran Nari was watching that, or hopefully he was keeping an eye on the first in somewhere or another. Kieran, I suppose Wexford started this year with great hopes, given how well things went last year. They felt they should have beaten Tipperary, got to an All-Ireland final, and big expectations this year, but it has all unravelled very, very poorly, and it has it's really been a disaster in the end for them and Davy Fitzgerald. 
Yeah, terrible year for Wexford, Nicky. Sure, I think like the Leinster final and the All Ireland semi final are just long distance memories for them, unfortunately. And yesterday they were very, very poor. Um, the first quarter going in at the drinks break, um, Clare led four points to two. Um, but then in the second second quarter, then Clare just took over, outscored Wexford nine points to one in that in that second quarter. And that's just really where the foundations were 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 made then for um, for Clare, and they just kicked on from there. And Wexford had no answer. Like they had three points at half time and only six wides, so that's nine shots in thirty eight minutes on the goal. Like it's just not good enough. And, and nobody um, and nobody could lay a hand on Tony Kelly, who who was already in line for hurler of the year. And apparently, he's I think he scored one goal and forty five points so far in the championship from the couple of games he's played. Some scoring for a guy who plays a lot of the hurling out the field. Exactly, Nicky, and uh, won six yesterday from play, and he had a handle in a couple of other scores as well. But yeah, no, he definitely has. He's definitely in line for hurler of the year, and he definitely he has a lot said last night on the. Sunday game, he's definitely polishing up his all star. But um, yeah, look, he 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 was instrumental. But I know Pat alluded to it as well. Just the link up play between himself and Shane O'Donnell. When Shane O'Donnell got the ball, you could see Tony Kelly. He burst from midfield into the forty-five yard line, and then just Shane O'Donnell popped a lovely pass out to him, and he just charged through then and uh, gave Fanning no chance in the Wexford goal. And he buried in the back of the net. But um, look, I was impressed enough with with Clare uh, Nicky to have to have improved, but. It's hard to know that two bad defeats now for Wexford against Galway and Clare, and um, like they did rally towards the end, uh, they outscored or they scored nine points in the last quarter, but it was too little, too late. And it, like we we talk about it all the time about this sweeper system, like at no at no time in the game had Wexford three players in on the full forward line playing with a gale force breeze in the second half and. I don't know. Sometimes tactics just have to change. Yeah, where do they? Where do Wexford go from here now? Davy, Davy is talking about what he considers his unique and special Wexford job. But I mean, it uh, it does like looks like things are unraveling, and he he maintains he he got a lot of abuse thrown at him from Clare on the sideline uh, from some guy in the stand. Now I'm aware of what happened there because I know somebody was at the match was telling me. But I mean, it's uh, no matter where he goes, it's a little bit of controversy. But you know, I think I think he's fallen a little bit out of love with Wexford and vice versa. No matter what he's saying. Yeah, and I think you could see you could see that Nicky um, in the in the second half there yesterday. Like the, at no stage, said like Celine Cal or Brian Cody or whoever it is, the way they rally around their their team and they're always shouting in and keep, trying to keep the thing going. And Davy was just standing there yesterday with his hands on his hips. And I think now I, I don't know. We hear stories about the players have fallen out with him, and I think it was evident yesterday. A few were trying hard, but. A few more they were giving away needless fouls and they looked as though like they had their minds made up they were making their exit from the championship and they weren't going to fight till the 70 minute or 73rd minute whatever it was and um, definitely I think it's the end of the relationship for Davy and Wexford uh, Quick thoughts on last night Kilkenny's win uh, Sure over the moon with it Nicky to be honest um, that group of players deserved that win and I think it's brilliant and for Richie Hogan to come back because we all know how good of a hurler he is and how much he's given to Kilkenny hurling and it's just it would have been terrible for the general public outside of Kilkenny to remember him for that red card so at least they're all talking about his special goal and saying that's one of the best goals they've ever seen and that now you know and it's that memory of Richie last year in the, in the All-Ireland final hopefully that'll be a long distance memory for a lot of people now and just go back to what we know Richie as the great Kilkenny hurler that he is Yeah but, and of course we'd be delighted last night again saying it to Pat here earlier and to Kieran Muldowney the younger players a lot of them grew of age last night 
uh, they were brilliant, Nicky, and they, they really stood up when they needed. Right? Like they, they never went away from their game plan. I thought, like Tommy Welsh had a tough task on Con Cannon last night, but I thought at the end he won that battle. And I know he's turned over at times, but he never gave up on what he was trying to charge out with the ball. You know, and I thought um, as well, Connor Brown is probably only his third or fourth championship. And he, he, he look, he, his composure wasn't there in the first half, but once he got composed, I thought. Yeah, he thundered into the second half and he was excellent and you could see the energy he added as well he gave us that extra push from the half back lane and um, obviously as well just uh, the old guard as well Nicky I thought Padraig Welsh was superb and Killy Buckley was excellent as well at, at number 6 I thought the half back lane really was tremendous OK well. and before I let you go because we'll talk, we'll do all this tomorrow night again uh, when you host the TC Thurs World of Kelly Games Tipper not gone away? No I wouldn't like to be getting him in the draw now to be honest Nicky and like uh, Liam Sheedy made some big calls now yesterday and he has the players where he wants them you know like taking off the two McGraths I don't think they were ever taken off uh, two of them in the one day so he has the players where he wants them now and I, if I was any of the other three teams now I wouldn't be looking looking forward to pulling out tip in the hat because they'll, they'll have a big say in this championship yet OK absolutely thanks Kieran. look we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow evening take care OK that was uh, Kieran Nary Pat uh, just going back to, to Kenny game uh, while we get Richie Power on the line uh, he was covering the Cork and uh, Tipperary game for us the Kilkenny selectors deserve a lot of credit because they made I suppose like Liam Sheedy a bit they, they made some tough calls because they took off established players and uh, that wasn't going for them last night and that's no fault of theirs these things happen but uh, they, they made some big calls and to get the subs in uh, Yeah um, Walter Walsh and Colin Fenley both uh, coming off and Colin Fenley you know captain of the team as well and uh, I suppose neither player ever really got into it and uh, you know it's just one of those uh, sometimes that happens with a game it happened a bit today with uh, Tom Morrissey for Limerick particularly in the second half when the ball was going long everywhere he ran the ball just wasn't there and that kind of thing but uh, going back to the younger players I thought what the younger players really brought to the Kilkenny uh, uh, last night was that energy and that drive forward you know and uh, the, the the memory you'd take out of it was uh, Mossy Keown and you had um, um, you had Connor Brown you had Richie Lahey you had all the, those lads they were running at uh, driving out with the ball and driving at the Galway defence and I, I, I thought they brought great energy to to Kilkenny last night Look we have Richie Power on the line Richie before we go to talk to you the game you were looking at um, uh, Cork and Tape just your observations on, on last night's match I know you were talking on the programme last night as a Kilkenny person you must be pleased with the uh, the manner in which Kilkenny won because at the end after Tip getting the, or Galway getting the two goals t- Galway responded or Kilkenny getting the two goals Galway responded very well and went ahead and it took good heart from Kilkenny to, to, to dig out the win in the end Oh absolutely uh, uh, Nicky and I, I think the the big thing that I would take out of last night was the performances of our younger our younger players, uh, maybe the more inexperienced players. Like you thought Conor Delaney had a very good game on the full back line. Uh, Tommy Welsh did well in there as well. Richie Lahey, Martin Chone was excellent. I thought all through, and young Mo Cody had a very very good first half. And Conor Brown, you know, it's great to see these guys uh, putting their hand up and uh, starting to starting to settle in and, and lead the thing and. Then bringing on all our subs that come on really played well. You had Richie Hogan, who was outstanding, and you know, you'd have to be delighted for the chap. Uh, Liam Blanchfield uh, got a score. Niall Brazil played well when he came on. Alan Murphy uh, contributed when he came on. So I think that was the big thing in Bowser's, um, uh, Nicky, that I take out was. Okay, okay. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Tip and Cork. And I, I was watching that uh, match in Croke Park yesterday. 
um, actually in the, in the presence of Donald O'Cusick as it turns out for uh, for until the first until half time then he had to go away with Henry to uh, to get ready for the game that was being televised there but uh, Cork I know they, they Cork did excellent in the first half playing against the wind but Tip really thundered into the game in the second half and, and Liam Sheedy deserves credit for the sort of calls he made yeah, look, at uh, uh, Nicky, when I see the tip team coming through Friday night, I, I, I said that was a way, a way stronger and a way better looking team that they put out against Limerick. Uh, McCormick was good in the half-hour line. Bonner Maher walked, he won a lot of dirty balls. But like Michael Breen was absolutely outstanding for him in the middle of the field. And, um, you know, it, uh, he was right over the 70 minutes, I'd say he was well, you know, he was my man of the match at, uh, way, way before the final whistle. But the three Maher's, Ronan Maher, Porrick Maher and Brendan Maher, they upped their game big time from the, the Limerick uh, performance and I thought Callaghan looked a lot sharper and it looked, looked a lot more dangerous up front. Did nobody like getting them tomorrow morning in the draw? No, and, and you know what, like, I, I, I have to say, like, you know, taking the conditions that were there uh, yesterday, like, I thought this was a real good game now. I thought it was uh, a right good game and fair play to Cork, like, you know, they, they really, they, they give it everything and the one thing that Chip have after playing their two matches in horrendous condition so you know if, 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 if we get bad weather for a semi-final or final it's not going to it's not going to affect these as one bit yeah yeah and of course today then just um, Limerick in the end grounded out better just had the proposed the, the physical presence and had the panel then to, to see it out today yeah you would think at times that, the, that Limerick weren't um, in full throttle like you know they just keep the same within themselves but I, I thought Jermaine Byrne and Garrod Hegarty in the second half were, were majestic I thought it was brilliant like but I would not like no one will want to be getting water tomorrow morning either absolutely not Richie we'll let you go and uh, we have a few more lads to get and a bit more to do before 7 thanks Richie we'll talk to you soon OK, okay that was Richie Power. We'll take a break and we'll be back with uh, Barry Henriquez uh, to talk hurling and a bit of football after this. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, keeping you company on 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to Talk Sport and we stay with our uh, roving reporters and uh, we head out to uh, Callan now to talk to our own Barry Henriquez. Barry, we'll quickly go through the games. Uh, yep. Kenny, uh, we had a long chat obviously during the course of the game. Came good yep. in the end and uh, a real workman-like performance. Absolutely, I had to hand it to him. Had to hand it to him. Had to hand it to him. Those tremendous performances from uh, all the younger lads and I said that was key at the end of the day. I mean, there was, uh, people would have been very surprised at some of the selections, but they came up. Trump's notably. Tommy was your cornerback. Richie uh, yeah, Lang in the middle of the field. A new midfield uh, pairing all together, which was which worked a dream. Yes, I thought my man of the match actually was Richie Lahey. I thought he went awfully close to being what he did just there was reminiscent of, of, of Michael Rice in the third day with that great team. He was the postman. He was the go-to man. He was the lad that was dropping back in, at the uh, at the perimeter of his defence. And he was available for kids. And how often did we see balls being hammered out to Rice? And Rice took it on and went down to the other. Rice is a man that uh, was holding from 45 to 45. I thought Richie Lai did a similar job. But I suppose sentiment, though, never again mixed up with business. But uh, putting sentiment aside, I thought the introduction of Richie Hogan was key to the whole thing. Uh, he, he, he he lit the place up, Richie, or uh, Nicky, and Kilkenny deservedly. And now, God, we're a good team. I thought Joe Canning was outstanding. But Kilkenny lit the place up uh, when it mattered. When they hit the wire, they were in front. That's all that mattered. They Absolutely, will. Absolutely, quickly going through the other matches. Um, tip and Cork, a big strong second half from Tip means they ain't gone away anywhere. 
And of course, Watford won't will be disappointed with today, and Limerick overall deserve to win. But Watford will go into the quarterfinals in uh, in confident enough mood, I'd say, given their performance. Yeah, absolutely. Like Watford today was reminiscent. Of, and I'm sure I'm sure Richie Richie Paul can uh, can underline this. Um, when Liam Cahill was with Carrick Shock, he made him. He took him to a county final. I think that he took him to a county final. But like he he laid down markers in that season. He he made demands on the players. And the demand was a take it or leave the situation with Liam Cahill. Now he did very well with Tipperary under twenty one all early winning teams for the last couple of years. But uh, uh, he's a very very straight man. He's a very strong willed man, and he puts he has down demands. He puts he has down challenges to players. And by hell, I said Waterford clearly took it up the head. The hurt today with no fear, Nicky. The hurt was a fierce fierce determination. That was a very very hard match today. But what I noticed was that when when the ball was to, uh, to be hunted, the Waterford lads came through the Limerick lads and like so caution aside. They were a little bit indisciplined that a young lad there uh, left half back. I can't remember his name. That's the name of the He gave away five free, simple frees, and then we capitulated as a. And the Ramon is the is Colum Lines number five, yeah. And tell me, yeah. is the romance over between Davy and Wexford? Do you think after this uh, weekend? Sure, like, wasn't it? Didn't you see it on the sideline? Yes, did you see the sideline? I did the game. Yeah, every I saw. One I, of the Wexford, every one of the Wexford players came up to him and shook hands. Was an honour as the fellow as the Wittain French. I know, I know. Before I let you go, before I let you go, Barry, you were obviously watching the game in Galway today. Uh, you came up just barely short, but it was very close to a penalty at the end there. Uh, it was awfully close. I thought it was a very, very... I thought it was a 50-50 decision. I thought maybe he was tackled outside, but he definitely was fouled. He was certainly fouled the floor inside the big square. A goal at that stage uh, would have been... Uh, Curtains for Mayo to whatever come back from that. What a Mayo disappointed me today. I didn't expect that goal to team. I thought it would be within five points of that Mayo team. Because after all, Mayo, Mayo have been, uh, been uh, lauded as I said that they probably the best challenge that Dublin are going to get this year. And uh, they certainly didn't do it today. That no. wouldn't do any good against Dublin. Okay, Barry, we'll let you go. We have a few more to call before seven. Thanks, Barry. Take care. Take care. Right, we'll let Barry off. We'll be heading to Bear Scott in a minute, but maybe to ask Pat Tracy to give us his views there on on the uh, match in uh, the, the Limerick uh, Waterford game today, Pat. How do you assess that game? Um, yeah, well, I just thought uh, Limerick were, had had the edge on Waterford. Um, Washford hurled awful well in that third quarter and still it was level uh, I think going in at, uh, at the water break and uh, just Limerick picked it up that bit more uh, in the second in the in the final quarter and uh, you know came out came out on top as for the Cork tip game uh, I thought uh, Cork had every chance five minutes to go the game was level but Tip were playing more assured hurling and uh, had more belief and uh, finished the stronger. And uh, I think, like any Danny said, uh, Tip are, are are not gone away and they're going to, they're going to be the team to beat. Absolutely. Okay, we'll go to uh, Bear Scott. Bear, you had racing in punches down today. 
Thanks, Nick. Yes, the first race there was at 12.05. was won by number nine, Chevy Artis, 7-1. Second was number 12, Christopher Carabelli, 20-1. Third, number five, Dream Conte, at 8-1. Fourth there was number 13, Nobody Home, 17-2. 12.35 went to number four, Pencil Full of Lead, 11-2. Second, number three, Latest Exhibition, 11 tears on, 7 ran. The 105 was won by number 3, Bill May Up Buttercup, 3 to 1. Second number 4, Ellie May, Evans favourite, 5 ran. 140 went to number 1, Fury Road, 11 to 4 on favour. Second number 4, Duke Up, as 130, and again 5 ran. The 210 was won by number 1, Abracadabras, 13 tears. Second number 4, St. Roy D, 11 to 10 on favour, and again 5 ran. 250 went to number 5, Fighter Allen, 11 to 10, favour. Second was number 10, Lifetime Ambition, 18 to 1. And third was number 8, I just buy, 8 to 1, 70, uh, sorry, 7 to 2, and uh, third, 14 ran. 325, the winner was number 6, Van Partner, 33 to 1. Second was number 3, Hal Safari, 11 to 2. And third was number 2, Gold the Boy, 5 to 1. And finally, the four o'clock went to number four, Hollow Games, seven to four on favour. Second was number eight, The Banger Dial, eleven to one, and third was number seven, Shinnawell, fourteen to one. Good man, Bert. Thanks for that. Okay, that was Bear Scott with the racing results. And uh, there was a couple, uh, Pat, uh, the Joe McDonough, that's uh, turning out to be a great competition mm-hmm. now. And also, the shock of the weekend, you might tell us all about it. Uh, yeah, I suppose down uh, beating Offaly was, uh, was the one, and that w- went to penalties. And uh, there's no way to go out of any championship, I don't care what anyone say. It's all very fine, finishing a game on the day and all, all that sort of thing. But uh, you should be beaten, you should be beaten uh, in, in play and uh, very tough on, on Offaly in that regard. Um, the um, down now in the final, and they'll play uh, Kildare. Kildare is a big win over um, Ross Commons, so uh, David Herity's men in the final there. Now the Joe, the Joe McDonough Cup. Well, Antrim and Kerry, they keep serving up great games, but Antrim got, the led, I think, was a 264 points early on and ran out winners uh, 318 to 214. But the big game there in that one next weekend is uh, Kerry at home to Carlo. Absolutely. Thanks, Pat. Well, we have just our final man on the line now, our man from Costa del St. Fecre's Place, and uh, we're heading for a 1-0 win, Liam, it looks like, in Cardiff, and uh, Jeff Hendrick has just got sent off. I know a lot of people will be delighted with that, I think, especially maybe Jim Cashin. <laughs> right, evening to you. 1-0 uh, defeat, yeah, and the full-time whistle has just gone, so 1-0 to Wales and a 10-man Ireland, as you said there. And, uh, an OK performance, nothing to write home about, and uh, look, Wales... Uh, solidified their place at top of the group just looking at some of the other results then well later on this evening at the quarter to eight in league A Belgium take on England uh, Northern Ireland are away in Austria of course disappointment for them failing to qualify against Slovakia the other night that's a quarter to eight start in Austria while uh, Scotland they lost at home to Slovakia by a goal to nil earlier on but something tells me uh, they won't care one bit about that uh, just looking at the US Masters as we come to a finish an unusual US Masters this year the first time it's taken place in November and uh, Dustin Johnson still holding on to top spot on 19 under par. Five shots clear of him some in second place. Uh, best of the Irish is Rory McIlroy, still within the shout. Eight shots behind on 11 under, while Shane Lowry is tied for 25th on four under par. And uh, obviously disappointment for our under 21s. They lost to Iceland by two goals to one earlier on. A last gas winner uh, for Iceland doing the damage there in Tala. 
and a brilliant weekend for the clubs of uh, Ospreys or for Munster and Connacht or, and Scarlet. Scarlet's defeated Connacht 2014 while Munster got the better of Ospreys 38-22 and of course the first time New Zealand have lost back-to-back games since August 2011 Argentinians doing the damage there winning 25-15 Good man Liam thanks for that I will talk to you soon OK, that's our own uh, Liam Kelly Rook. Just uh, the Camogie, while Kilkenny will play Cork on Saturday week, Cork had a 3.15 to 8 points win over uh, Clare yesterday. I don't think it was that quite close in actual play, but they did win, whereas Tipperary, they had a 1.12 to 10, 1.10 point win over over Waterford uh, in their uh, quarterfinal. So Tipperary play the, the champions, Galway, who I think are the, still the team to beat in that. I see, I didn't mention this to Bear, but put the kettle on, that's uh, the, the Ballyhale connections there had a great win over in uh, over in Cheltenham, still going strong. And last night, uh, Katie Taylor uh, she pounded the uh, the French or the Spanish lady Miriam Gutierrez, uh, but she never she put her down in the fourth round, but she stuck it out. Uh, probably worth an extra few bob. And as I said earlier, uh, Lewis Hamilton he who sealed a record equaling seventh world title in the Turkish uh, Grand Prix today. So Pat, we're uh, we're heading on, we're heading uh, uh, nicely to the to the championship. Just do you think the time of the year, the weather conditions, the pit conditions? is that going to play a part by the time the final ball is struck because um, the only thing I'd say is Croke Park is fine but you could see it maybe there now in some of the great venues uh, today outside of Croke Park it, uh, it definitely is a factor when you look at the uh, the team Tipperary put out yesterday you know uh, that they they put out bigger stronger lads and uh, uh, they, they paid dividends and uh, that's uh, that, that's the kind of player where the, the nice tippy tappy hurlers like uh, the McGraths uh, they, were, they, they found it very difficult and uh, you know I thought uh, uh, the, both of the McGraths you know it wasn't, it wasn't such a, a massive decision to take either of them off because I thought uh, both of them weren't really in the game but uh, you know Tip finished that game well and uh, when it was there to be won they went and won it and uh, you know Cork, Cork had every chance to win it Yeah it probably has I mentioned there earlier like Brian Cody as well it probably helps us that we have the, the week now for have the team together get a bit of work done or two weeks I should say get the, the bruises out of the way whatever about Richie Lahey because uh, I think the younger players probably the old game next weekend would have been a tough call on them because it was a big ordeal in Croke Park Yeah definitely it's a massive it's a massive thing to, to have the two weeks there's probably only two counties that could put up with playing week in week out and that's Limerick and Tip uh, both of them have uh, be, you know have fair, the, the, the best panels if you like so uh, Tipperary are in the best position in that uh, going into the quarter finals playing week on week and uh, you know the, the others uh, will, will find it tougher I didn't mention to anyone but I was briefly watching kind of with one eye today on uh, another channel the Dublin and uh, Leash game and I noticed that both Mike Quirk in his game and the Limerick the Limerick coach as well uh, Paul I can't think of his name now Paul Kinner Paul Kinner both of them had white boards out in the field yeah, in the middle right, of the players yeah. this is a new thing this is like the uh, like basketball and uh, yeah that's that's uh, and I think it's kind of illegal that we're saying isn't it that you're only supposed to go for the water break and no coaching oh, I didn't realise that now but <laughs> but I mean but the but to get the board, white boards yeah. out and with the marker that's right yeah. how can you get time to digest all of that <laughs> that's what you'd wonder I don't know I often think if a lad doesn't know what his job is on the day uh, 
That's why I'm always, I'm always, I'm hearing them now because when you're in the middle of the, the press, you'd be talking about the number of touches and the number of catches yeah, and the yeah, number of, uh, thing, yeah. I, I don't know, all of these statistics are mind-blowing. Now, maybe after the match, they might make sense, all right, but I don't know how mm. you can absorb them during the course of the game. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, you can do anything with statistics as well. It's what happens in a key moment. There you go. Is often the thing. Okay, we'll re- do all of this again tomorrow night on the TC Terrors World of Gaelic Games with uh, Kieran Nari and crew. Uh, thanks for all who contributed and thanks to you for listening. Just a one text in. Fair play to Joe Hennessy who enthusiastically went for Kilkenny to win on Friday night show and also well done to Parik McCluskey for raising an excess of eight grand in aid of the Carla Kilkenny home care team. Well done Parik to your job there. See you next week. Slán Joe Borden coming up next.